The Raven Folly Institute presents The God Mirror Conspiracy Episode 6 Nature and History Lessons Hello and welcome to the Raven Folly Institute presents the God Mirror Conspiracy, our second campaign. I am your DM, Matthew Fillion, and I am here with our illustrious cast of characters. Uh, Danny, who are you playing tonight? I am playing Maggie Brambleheart, a adorable satyr bard. Bobby Miranda, who are you playing tonight? I'm playing Callis Everlight, a tiefling who has to deal with her brother. And her brother is? Gavain Everlight, a tiefling monk who taunts his sister lovingly in the best possible way. And is not fond of pants. Yeah. And last and last but not least, John. I'm playing Boone. He is an anarchist, collectivist, punk rock, DIY, warlock, paladin, tiefling, jams econo. Um, we join our illustrious party uh, north of the city of Diadem, last stop before the frozen north of this continent. Um, you have been sent out of the city to investigate. Um, oh God, Miranda, what did, what did you call it? Because it's, it would be a great name for a punk band. A skeletal, skeletal horse party. Oh, yes. There's a great is... <laughs> your, your <laughs> reference before we started recording. The Skeleton oh, yeah, Horse Party. Undead, undead Horse Party. Undead Horse Party. That'll be my next band. Um, <laughs> we only do goth uh, that's actually of pop songs. That's actually an album by Skinny Puppy. Okay. <laughs> then, then, I then I retract my, my suggestion. Or it should be. Um, you are pursuing the undead horse party north into the frozen wastes which are not quite as frozen as they should be it is unseasonably warm here um which is of concern to the residents and maybe to you um you fought some mud methods not native to this area clearly usually you'd expect things made of, made of ice frozen creatures worked your way into a woods into a wooded area, saw a strange old woman in, a, in the woods and you using the logic of anyone that has ever read a fairy tale um, did not speak to the weird, weird old woman in the woods. Um, and then you ran into some undead wolves which you dispatched relatively easily. After two fights and a long hike uh, along with your guide, Andrew Lee, the um, cheery half-elven ranger that's with you, I uh, decided to make camp. Um, one watch heard some huffing and snuffling in the woods, but nothing came of it. Uh, and we left off with Boone hearing a voice calling out for Boris and making kissy noises, as one does. Before we, be be we begin, Callus, while you're sleeping, you wake up, or you think you wake up, um, and the otherwise gray and stormy skies of the frozen tundra here are um, awash in a purple and green light akin to the aurora borealis. Um, the stars are too bright 
they're not so they're not painfully bright but unnaturally so so that the sky is dark but almost as bright it's it's like a blanket of purple instead of um instead of the pitch black of night um and it's almost like there's a suggestion of the forest where you fell asleep it's there but it's not really in your way and you look out over what awaits you as you continue further north and you see these glimmers of light um lines in the ground like map like like you would see like you'd see on a map um the sort of glow that comes out of the mouth of a cave or through a slightly ajar door um and roll an insight check for me five Five, you have no idea what this means. But I'll also have you roll, what would be a pure emotion check? How about a wisdom, just a wisdom check? Wisdom? Yeah. 13. 13? Um, the places where you see this light is, the 13 you don't know why but you feel like if not the sky the sky above is it feels a lot like it's on your side but these pings these things in the distance that are there waiting for you um they all feel vaguely threatening it's almost like what you're seeing is a war map hmm. um you're not familiar with the territory enough to know where they are you know it's sort of like it's almost like looking at a map of a, of a city that you okay so that's a building you know those are some streets you don't know where they are like you can't put them into context but you just sense these problems out there on in the ice and you feel in this dream or that's what it is that perhaps you may want to do something about them, or at least stand watch, just in case something comes through. Okay. And that is the very start of the oath that you've been planning on taking. Meanwhile, in the waking world, Boone, <laughs> You hear a voice in the darkness going, Boris, come here, come here, buddy. Come, come, just come here. Come here. Come on, man. What are you doing? Uh, how close? Um, it's a stage whisper. So you know it, it's got to be double digits feet away as opposed to triple digits like it's not it's not hundreds of feet it's like 50, okay. 50 or 60 feet away it's close on the clock face where is it coming from um three o'clock we'll say we'll say like we'll say your camp if your camp is the nose on the clock your campfire yep. is dead center if you face three o'clock um east east of you and not far okay 
so I'll have been uh, sitting back to the campfire so that it doesn't spoil my dark vision. Uh, so I'm going to peer, uh, peer into the forest and maybe bring my spiked bat a little closer to hand. Uh, can, I, can I see anything through the trees? Uh, roll a perception check. Well, it's a five on the die, uh, so an eight. You don't see anything. You, you, you have a vague idea of what direction, but you think this, because you are in a forested area, um, mm-hmm. you think maybe between the shadows and the trees, you're having trouble seeing. You might have to get a little closer to really be able to see what's going on there. Okay, then I'm, I'm wondering, does this sound like somebody who's lost a, a, a dog in the woods? plausibly or is this reading as something sinister and strange uh roll an insight check it's a low dc this is more looking for all right 14 14 a law looking for their dog is pretty much the exact thing that's happening right now like that is that is your impression is not threatening the whispering is almost just like you don't yell in the woods in the dark kind of, you know, like yeah. you, you know better, but it sounds like a genuine, it's je- definitely sounds like someone talking to a pet. Uh, well, if, if that's the case, then Boone's going to do a quick morality check, ethics check. <sighs> and he get to his feet and he's going to go walking into the woods. Um, the morning star dangling at his side, but not in his hand, uh, with 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 a shield and armor. And he's gonna get you know, maybe thirty feet in and stage whisper, uh, "Sir, sir, did you lose a dog?" Or is it is a ma'am? I'm sorry. Uh, it's a. It, it sounds like a feminine voice. It sounds like a woman's ma'am, voice. Ma'am, have, have have you lost a dog? Oh. Your choice of charisma. Persuasion, intimidation, whatever you want. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to go with persuasion because I got a nice peaky uh, peak there. 15. 15? Um, here. Have you seen a bear? Uh, Boone's going to flinch real hard and look around for a bear quickly. <laughs> Roll another perception check. Uh, that's a t- 19. 19. So to the south of where you're standing, if you're to mm-hmm. look to your right, um, it's dark. And if it were any other color, you would have looked right by it. But you see what is best described as a sulking polar bear. It's sitting like a person you know, on his butt. His back is to you. It's hunched over and just the whole body language is pouting. Okay. Boone's going to take two steps back instinctively and he's going to say, ma'am, I have found your bear. Is it a polar bear? I mean, is yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Does, were you, you expecting look... more bears? No, 
That's the one I'm looking for. Does he look moody? Yes. That's him. Hold on. <laughs> and, and then you hear sort of like shuffling through the woods. And now you can see who you've been talking to. It's um, it's a slender woman. Actually, at first, the first thing you notice is it looks like she has antlers. But as she gets closer, you can see she's the antlers are woven into her hair, um, like a headdress. Um, she is wearing the medieval equivalent of one of those long puffer coats that goes all the way to like calf length, you know, like, like are you wearing a sleeping bag type of coat? Only it's sure. a deep green fur, fur collar on it. Um, she got a staff that she's leaning, that she's kind of not leaning on. It's just sort of there. Um, and, uh, but you, the, if, if, if there's anything, oh, well, there's a lot strange going on here between the antlers and the giant coat, but also that she's barefoot in the cold. Um, but she walks by you and smiles at you genuinely. There's a warmth, like a welcoming warmth to her, um, like a genuineness to her smile when she smiles at you and she says, Thank you. He's pouting. I can, um, yeah. Um, listen, there's a lot about right now that I don't understand fully. So I'm just glad you found your bear. Um, Ma'am, you good? You got no shoes. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's how I connect with the earth. Um, actually, oh, far out. Give me one minute. And she walks past you over to the bear, taps him on the shoulder like one does with a human. Says, Boris, we talked about slapping porcupines. Give me your paw. <laughs> give Boris, give me your paw. And you're and then he just flops one giant, like plate-sized paw next to her, and you see her um. It's a very quick sleight of hand kind of thing where it's simultaneously pulling out porcupine spines. But also you see the quick flash of a healing spell. Mm -hmm. She goes, now have we learned our lesson that porcupines are not toys? Any? <clears throat> Just, okay, I need to go talk to this nice gentleman. And you see this now you see how big the bear is he kind of like looks over his shoulder at you and um actually interestingly enough he looks skinny for a bear a little underfed mm -hmm. um okay. but otherwise healthy um and then she comes walking back towards you um her staff tapping in the mud and then the bear starts to follow her puts the, the, that one front foot down on the ground that was just injured and then looks like he thinks twice about it, hops up on his back legs and does like a circus bear kind of weeble wobble thing behind her. Um, not threat. I mean, it's threatening because he's probably nine or 10 feet tall on his back legs, but he's not threatening you. He just doesn't want to walk on that front paw. Right. Uh, 
so I just rolled myself a, a, a hold it together check um, mm-hmm. just, just to see. So Boone's going to sit down on a nearby log and he's going to try to make it look like he's settling in and relaxed, but actually his knees aren't working because there's a 10-foot bear <laughs> okay. um, standing there. Um, uh, hey, um, so you talk to uh, you talk to your bear. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I, you know, I talk to them all. That's what I do here. Far out. And In fact, um, a good evening to you, sir. He is going to give a hand <sighs> to the bear. Um, can, can I ask, um, ma'am, if I may? So you're in the middle of the woods at night with a bear companion, barefoot, and you don't seem to be perturbed by the dead things come to life or. Um, Anything else out here? What do you know that I don't know? Well, oh, the dead things. Did you run into the dead things? Well, haven't you? I've been, there's, there's a lot of them lately. And part of why Boris and I have been hanging around is to kind of keep track of them. There's more than there usually are. I'm So there... You got me at a bit of a disadvantage here. So um, I just want to go back to something you just said, because it was interesting. You said there's more of them than there usually are. So that implies there's a base level of undead creatures roaming outside the city. Yeah? Yes. I'm learning some things. There's a base level of... So, hi, she says, and she holds forth this slender hand. Um, Says a I'm Inslee, and I'm I've, one of the shepherds. And I, I have completely forgotten my manners. I am Boone. It is uh, a pleasure to meet you. Um, I'm a... What's the right word? I mean, for, for simplicity's sake, I'm, I'm a druid. And I am one of a few of folks like me that kind of Keep track of things up here because there's a lot. There's a lot that happens up here in the in the tundra. There's a lot. I mean, I hear about that. Um, look, I, I live in the city. I was born in the city. I'm I'm a city kid. Um, and most of what I know about out here is that there's things and they want your brain or to kill you. Um Speaking of, do you mind if I ask you a question? Of course. You helped me find my bear. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, I guess. So, look, um, the reason we're up here is on account of we're, we're looking for a man on a dead horse uh, who rode into town with some of his friends and tried to kill some folks. And, of course, management took off when the workers started having trouble rather than stay and be shoulder to shoulder you know how that goes and we kind of need to find out where he went and what he's doing and i was hoping that you might have seen which way he went or 
Where is that? Um, as you're saying this, uh, you do notice that Boris, he's kind of following along the conversation in a way that like a dog seems to be listening to humans having a conversation for, for a few seconds. Sure. And then he's sort of, and he's still walking on his back legs. So it, it's more comical than it should be, even though he's 10 feet tall. And if perhaps you had the lack of perspective that he looked smaller, it wouldn't be as terrifying. But he does this thing where it almost looks like he puts his hands in his pockets and he sort of casually weeble wobbles <laughs> towards your camp. Oh, jeepers. And there's just sort of like rocking back and forth and he's sniffing. And she's paying attention to you as opposed to Boris. Inslee is is not noticing that Boris has wandered off again. Um, roll a <laughs> perception or insight check, your choice, on the bear. Uh, it's a five either way. All right. Um, you do see him go to the camp, but you can't quite tell what he's up to. Um and but of she's... course, I asked a question, so it'd be impolite to interrupt. So I've got to roll right. with this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have the other three of you roll perception checks at disadvantage because you're sleeping. And I'll roll one for, no, she sleeps right through it. Anderle sleeps right through this. <laughs> of course she does. You're great range. You picked a good ranger. This is great. Uh, we. Seven. Seven. 18. <laughs> 13 at disadvantage. 13. Um, You know, we'll address the bear first, and then we'll go back to the, the, the conversation <laughs> with the druid. Um, so, Maggie, you feel like warmth emanating around you in your sleep. It's like, oh, it's, that's nice. Nice and warm. Mm, oh, it's that's been so, so chilly. That feels nice. <laughs> and, and just you kind of roll over, you pull the blankets with you, and when you open your, your eyes just a little bit, and you see... A head not much smaller than your entire body mm. nuzzling its way through your backpack oh. and pulling out a snack. Um, does, is Maggie a vegetarian? <laughs> or uh, is she yeah. jerky? Yeah, okay. No, um, yeah. He finds like some trail mix and you hear like a happy snuffling. <laughs> and you just hear and then it, it turns into slurping as he's really going to town on your trail mix and you're just right there and he's right next to you and the heat radiating off the heat you felt is the heat of a 10 foot tall bear just emanating off of him as he's eating your supplies right out of your backpack oh um uh <laughs> she knows Boone is supposed to be on watch. We're supposed um, to be on watch. Um, guys. Can I try a perception check to see if I pick up on this? Yes, you can see if you can hear. She's not yelling. <laughs> it's just She's a whispering. Softly. Like, Actually, I'm going to roll for the bear, too. I got a five. You don't hear this, but the bear does. And the bear looks over at Maggie and just goes... It just, just like a bear tongue right across your face. Oh, oh, um, nice to meet you too. I, I'm glad you're friendly. Um, she'll like look around and see if she can spot 
where Boone has gone to and like what is happening. <laughs> yeah, roll a perception check. As uh, at this point, the bear has gone over and is currently trying to get into Andrew Lee's pocket. Huh. Maggie got a, or, yeah, she got a 22. 22. You can, you actually, you, you like turn your eyes a little bit and you can see Boone talking to someone maybe 30, 30 feet outside of the campfire. Okay. A woman so with Maggie, antlers. <laughs> uh, Maggie would start getting up and say, um, friends, I think we, we have company. You better wake up. Um, she'll nudge everyone. <laughs> moving slowly. She's still a little cautious of the bear. <laughs> Um, as you say this, uh, Andrew Lee does like a start, like all arms and legs go flying and just, holy just like nonsense words start coming out as the bear is pulling what looks like pocket jerky out of her, out of her hip pocket and just chewing on it like bubble gum and looks vaguely, just, uh, and you just see um Andrew Lee does the scooch the butt scooch like uh, like just drags herself away from him like uh as fast as she can get out of out of range and the bear starts wandering over to um is anybody not a vegetarian in this group Gawain strikes me as he might he's, he's probably keto <laughs> Cal Cal's probably would be most likely to have dried meat in her backpack right yeah he starts making his way over towards you um so as the group is waking up with the bear rum ransacking your camp for snacks, Boone, um, Inslee, uh, you had asked her if she has seen the rider. Yeah. Um, and she'll say uh, that she had um, monitored. So usually the undead stay out on the out on the, the ice flows and, and out on the tundra. But they had, she and um, some of the others that watch over the forest had seen a group of them heading south a day or two ago. Um, and they watched one ride back through this woods, but um, didn't see the others. And she did know that there was, um, but she mostly wasn't paying attention to them because she was dealing with a large number of uh, um, wolves that had come back from the dead. Um, that she and Boris had dealt with a bunch of them yesterday, um, but knew there were some still wandering around. Just there, you know, you'd think corpses would be slower, but for some reason, the wolves are, they, they, they're quick. They're very quick. They don't lose a step when they die, and it's, it's a little alarming. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So you don't know where they... They went, they just passed through, just the one? Um, well, the one that was, the, the one that, the ones when they were going south are the ones that came back. Oh, well, uh, we know what became of the ones that went south that didn't come back. Um, I, if I were going to hazard a guess, and I suppose I could talk to some of the birds and see if they know exactly where it is, but um, uh, there's been a number of, and she kind of gestures you know, she's like to this problem with the warmth. Yeah. Some very old um, barrows have been surfacing lately. Mm. And things that were supposed to stay in them have been coming out. Um, 
and that happens sometimes in the spring. Um, not usually this time of year. That's a strange thing. Some of the ones that have been buried longer um, have been opening up. Uh, my um, my teacher actually went uh, to investigate. Um, he wanted to see what was going on with it. If he could find out why it's so warm, because it, it's not just doesn't feel it doesn't feel like it's nature it feels like something else so he he left a few weeks back and didn't come back yet um and i haven't heard anything from any of the animals about if he's headed this way or not but he went to look into it and um and the and i've stayed behind to kind of keep an eye on things um as you know the dead it's usually better if they stay stay that way um, not great when they start walking around. It's a little, little problematic. It's kind of unnatural, you know? So, um, you know, not to judge, I'm not judging the unliving. Some of them are okay, but most of them are really should be resting, you know? Um, so, so that was a lot. And, um, so you said your teacher went north and hasn't come back. Yeah. Okay. And the lone rider went north. All right. So my last question to you. you know, go ahead, please. I haven't gone to check, but I, I mean, are you looking for him? Are you trying to find the, the rider or is he, is he, a, is he? something that needs to be put back into the earth yes yes um, uh how much know... do you care about the, the, the city well that's why we're here the city's been good to us okay for a long time and so we try to be good to the city we we don't go there but we they've always diadem has always been an ally okay. to the green folk well, this individual's particular agenda seems to have been uh, wipe out everybody who lives there now. So, yes, dealt with. Because, um, I mean, I can, if, if you're hunting him, I have a vague idea of where the closest of the usually frozen barrows is. It's, I can kind of, point you in the right direction i think i would appreciate that because then also um there's a chance that somebody somebody might find my body um yes i would really i really very much appreciate that and then i think i think your bear might be up to something oh boris and then we cut back to the camp what is everybody else doing as there is a massive if somewhat underfed polar bear uh, uh has noticed that this bear is like beelining for her sack mm -hmm. and at first when she comes to when she's groggy she's like not the bear dream again and then she <laughs> realizes that <laughs> that it's a real bear and she's like oh but she notices that everybody else is not like super panicking they're just a little startled by this thing which is an understatement given the size of it um, she has dug in into this sack that she has and she's pulled out 
a chunk of this dried meat substance that probably has berries in it. It's like this meat chunk. And it's like, ugh. okay, listen, do you want this bear? Are you hungry bear? Um, I was just about to ask you what the most delicious thing you have on you is. Would that <laughs> be a, it? Probably. <laughs> I mean, like we are going by bear. You know, bears will eat garbage, so we know what, what his tastes range from. But um, it smells good. Roll, roll an animal handling check with advantage. All right. Mm. Oh, good, 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 good. 17. 17? Um, he is currently... You catch him as he's trying to get the top off your canteen. And, and it, it's, it's just spinning on the ground. Like he keeps hitting no. the cap and it spins. And then he, when, you, when you offer him this meat substance, he looks up and kind of limps over to you. You can see he's, he's a little unsteady on his front left paw. Hmm. Um, and he, he sniffs at the, the chunk, sniffs at it. And then <laughs> with trembling little lips as he's trying not to bite your hand, <laughs> Like a dog trying very hard to be a good boy, <laughs> just takes it in his in, in his teeth. You get hit with the wave of bear breath. It's not great. Uh-uh. It's not a fun experience. But he just kind of takes it, and then he sits down directly next to you. There's this moment where she looks to Gavain, and there's this like this fleeting moment that passes across her face that is just pure joy of like, oh my God, do you see this bear? And then she like, like pushes that down and gets that serious um, scowl and looks at everybody else and points at the bear. Where, where, did, where did this come from? What, who's, who's is this? Um, Gavain will look back at her and just mouth, I really like your new boyfriend. <laughs> he seems great. Oh, I thought he was yours. No, no, I'm in a monogamous relationship with a squaw. <laughs> that... Above game, I would have guessed that Gawain was in a monogamous relationship with himself. <laughs> the amount he loves himself, but <laughs> um, well, now I know all about your love of nuts, brother. So perfect. <laughs> wow, teed up, <laughs> Just it out of the park. Meatball over the plate. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, if that's what he likes, he can have all the meatballs he wants. As- no judgment. As all this is happening, you actually, um, the three of you can see Andrew Lee, without addressing the bear, starts walking towards Boone and the woman with the antlers. Where's our, uh, where's our ranger going? And um, as she heads that way, um, Boone, you see Inslee looks over. Says, um, Oh, you're traveling with with someone with some with um a touch of the northern blood in her. Um, 
and she speaks directly to Anderley and she's, um, hello, sister. Am I welcome at heart and hearth? And Anderley goes, hi, y'all. Good to see one of the folk. That's nice, nice of you to join us. I assume that's your your critter over there. You are welcome at our at our hearth and heart. Um, maybe your bear would stop eating all of our supplies if that would be okay. And uh, and she says, uh, and then she looks to Boone and she goes, "These are these are good folk. They look out for us in the fort. the 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 the, the druids up here, or you know, they're 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 on our side." And weirdly, this is the only time you've seen Andrew Lee seem like an adult at all, actually, in this entire time. So. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I guess Boone's going to take that as a cue to gesture towards the, the low fire. Since we're all freaking awake now, we might as well <laughs> uh, have our guests have a seat. Um, I'm so going to try and make the well, ask the bear to do tricks with like whatever, like like dried potato, like dried sweet potato that I have in my rations or something like that. I want him to high five me. So you're gonna like offer him the sweet potato, but only if he high fives you. Yeah. Here, stick like high like paw up. Like so paw up. Normally, offering him food would give you advantage, but you're putting demands on the food, which would be disadvantage. So I'm just going to have you roll a straight animal handling check to see if he high fives you. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, he looks slightly put upon. Like, are you serious, man? But then he goes and gives you a high five. Uh, Colin, roll me anything. Just give me evens or odds. Odd. Odds. He high fives you with his left paw. And then you hear. And then he looks down at his paw and and just like looks at himself. And then he looks just sort of irritated with himself. And then he flops down in front of you. And you see he's favoring the right front paw. um, As he clearly forgot. Which hand was injured and high five you with his with his injured paw. Oh no, big guy. Um shit. And then he swallows the sweet potato whole if you leave it to him. Yeah. Well now I feel bad, so I'm gonna give him more. (laughs) I don't have any healing things. Um Um, is there anything in his paw? Actually, you can roll a medicine check for me. Okay. Natural 20. Uh I mean you can see that it's recently been patched up that he's sort of like favoring it like it's it's already been treated but yeah. um there's still some like sort of residual injury there that he's trying to that he's getting past i'm, I'm actually gonna wrap 20. It. i'm just gonna okay. wrap it gently i'll actually roll that natural 20 medicine check right into it and you can put a little little uh uh bandage around there and he he, he does this thing where he looks at it and then like kind of turns it around like he's admiring it um and then you have arm wraps too, right? Yeah. And he kind of oh. like holds it next to yours. Yeah. Cool, right? Little cool. Want to- and he just kind of no- he nods and sits down right next to you, like uncomfortably close. He's, want- he's he's invading your personal bubble. Want more? One on one on this hand, one on the other. He holds out the other paw. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wrap his other paw. I'm gonna make a monk bear. 
<laughs> uh, this is what Boone, Inslee, and Andrew Lee walk into his his Gawain decorating Boris the bear, who has probably eaten about a third of your supplies for this trip in five minutes. Um, but the rest of you see that he has brought this what at first appeared to be some deer woman with antlers but as you get closer you can see that they're they're entwined in her hair like a like a like a headdress um and you see all you pick up all the details that boone has already that she's wearing a winter coat but barefoot um looks over at at, at boris and is like, well don't you look charming that's a good look for you boris maybe maybe the next time you won't hurt yourself quite so bad on the porcupine and he puts a possessive arm over Gawain. Yeah. Next time you kick that porcupine's ass, yeah? <clears throat> Real hot. And I'll start doing, I'll start going through uh, some just basic gestures of how this bear can use monk shit to kick a porcupine's ass. Um, this was not on my game plan, but I think this is too funny to pass up. I'm looking up the intelligence of a bear, and I'm going to have you roll for him to see okay. if he can pull this off or not. Is a minus four. Okay, minus four. Okay. Roll a d20. That's a nine. It... It's... If you didn't know better, you'd think he was having some sort of seizure. Like this would be, you'd bring the dog to the vet if you saw this behavior <laughs> without knowing what he was doing, but clearly he's trying to imitate you. I'm just going to try and gently correct his form. <laughs> Move his arm up a little bit forward. Flat um, palm, flat palm. You got to hold it like this. Yeah. In line with your body. Um, what is everyone else doing at this point as Gawain is teaching the bear karate? Callus uh, is trying to run her hands, through, like a hand through her hair, but can't. <laughs> and she's found that it's like one part mud, mostly pine resin, which she's really confused at how that got into her hair. Uh, she could feel like a mat, some leaves, a couple needles in there. She's like, okay. Uh and then has turned her attention to just trying to wash her face a little bit because she's still coated pretty heavily in dirt. And now there's like an attractive woman walking over. So now she's like, okay, I got to kind of like clean up a little bit. But she also gives up and just sits next to the fire, like with a slightly cleaned face and watching her brother play with her new boyfriend. And very happily that knowing that they're going to get along. So good in-laws right there. The potent pomade. Uh, <laughs> so potent uh, pomade. The, uh, uh, Boone, having come back to this, uh, he, he's now resigned to how weird everything's going to be. So, okay. If, if Callus is going to be trying to run her hand through her hair and wash up, then Boone is going to be using Thalmaturgy to... Uh, so if you're not familiar with the Police Academy series of films, the actor Michael <laughs> Winslow, the sound effects guy, um, 
So he's going to be um, using thaumaturgy to make like a when she puts her hand through her hair and uh, she's washing her face off. So there's like a lot of, you know, like kind of noises. Just, just, just <laughs> sound effect narrating uh, uh, Callus's ablutions. Um, not only do I like that, but um, Callus will kind of look around to see who's doing that and she suspects her brother 100 <laughs> percent. not sure. so much boons e. she oh. will give him the dirtiest look and very quietly under her breath say oh that's number three <laughs> meanwhile maggie is like now that the like threat of danger has passed she's like snuggled back into her blanket around the fire and she's just like giggling but trying to cover it with the blanket watching all of this unfold <laughs> so okay i rolled a i got a 19 on my perception for seeing kalis do that and i'm just gonna see okay I got a 16 on my intelligence. So I know that it wasn't me. <laughs> and I know I'm getting pinned for this. So I'm just going to be like, what? I didn't do anything. I'm just here oh. trying to teach this bear how to be a monk. Oh, sure. The old teach a bear to be a monk trick. I know. I'm on to you, brother. I know. No, no. it's I no, didn't you do it. You be careful at, sleeping tonight. At which point... At which point, Gavain farts loudly. <laughs> <laughs> that I do just assume is me. <laughs> Keto man, it's rough on the system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of roughage involved here. Uh, but when, uh, um, when these people walk over, um, she'll straighten up a little bit and say, anyway... Boone, um, who are, who's your new friend? Oh, uh, well, this is, um, uh, I'm going to look over. This is Ainsley. Uh, she's a druid who cares for this uh, forest. And uh, this is her bear, Boris, who's apparently very civilized and hungry. Uh, she was sharing with me some information about the uh, wilderness up here, uh, the extent to which the dead walk um for example and she also look over at insulin and sort of like give a like yeah yeah kind of nod uh she also she might be able to point us in the direction of uh the dead rider that we're tracking oh fantastic uh so i'm assuming uh you saw him come through this way then and she'll relate the same details that she gave to Boone that she, you know, that she saw them heading south and then back north again. Um, she will, um, and she'll share details about what he looked like. So, you know, you're probably talking about the same person that you saw mm -hmm. in town. Um, she'll also cast um, Create Flame to spruce up your bonfire, your, uh, your campfire, um, to get things warm a little bit. And, uh, and she'll say that there's been a number of tombs that have risen. Risen is the wrong word. This, the ice receded. Um, and it opened up these barrow doors that have been long frozen shut. Um, 
she's young. She looks like this, you know, she's one of the newer uh, druids up here, you would guess. Uh, so she doesn't have a lot of history to explain. She's still in the, sort of figuring things out. Obviously, if she's chasing a bear in the middle of the night, she's still learning a bit. But um, <laughs> she'll say that there were, um, there was a trio of tombs that were close to this area that were unsettling only one has had anything come out of it and that was where she thinks that these this rider came from um but that they were um they were known as the brothers that's what they call the three tombs the 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 the, the, the tombs of the brothers um which brothers <laughs> they were before Diadem was Diadem, there was other, there's always been a city there. Um, outposts, you know, warlord encampments. It's, 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 it's a good spot for people to set up a place to call home. So it's always been a home. Um, but the three brothers were um, a group of particularly vicious warlords that laid claim to that spot long ago. Um, it's like, I'm still, um, the history stuff, it's a little, you know, we're mostly worried about the present right now. Um, sure. But I know that they were, they shared command of a city on the lake um and they were driven off uh well clearly they were dead when they were driven off they were buried in the north when they were defeated eventually um and as far as any of us knew they were just tombs there's tombs everywhere up here hidden in the snow um because yeah, it wasn't always at the tundra the world changes over time and uh and so there's a lot buried up here in the ice and snow and we're a little worried about what might come back out again if it gets warm again um like this but and she'll sort of sketch in the mud on the ground um some vague directions if you head out of the woods she says and she points out there's um mountains to the northwest of where you are. And that is where her master went to investigate something that had kind of caught his attention. Um, and he's been gone for weeks and weeks, but um, the three brothers were buried almost a straight, it's almost a straight shot north from Diadem. You would cut through the woods where you are and then, um, and she actually draws like, a, here's where the lake is, here's the town. And you can see you've kind of made a slight crescent to circumvent some rougher terrain but it's essentially um, due north, right from the city. Um, and then she stamps in a triangle of, of dots on this little dirt map and says, and there's the three brothers were buried separately um, in tombs with their, uh, it was traditional back then to um, take some of your warriors with you. Ah. And so they were buried with, um, she has the, the horse that I saw him riding had 
very old barding on it. And I think, you know, they would be buried with their, their war horse and with their weapons and armor and their, and a group of soldiers to ferry them off to whatever they believed the afterlife was. Um, nothing has come out of, and she points, it's a, it's an upside down triangle. And she says the one here on the Southern part of the triangle, the bottom of the triangle, um, that lies open right now. The other two are closed, but I worry if one opens, the other two probably will. So maybe in the morning we should head straight for that tomb, yeah? I think it would be a good idea to go check it out. Yeah. Um, Inslee, did you, did you also see, aside from this writer, have, have you seen any um, uh, military kind of people come through here? Uh, yes. Um, we found a body a little ways back. They, there have been soldiers coming and going for some time now. We don't know what they're looking for, but they, they come with digging tools and they come with weapons and they do not leave the land better than they found it. Um, you know, but I, um, they, they pass through my forest and head further north, so I haven't tracked them. There might be others of my family, my brotherhood and sisterhood who might have seen them, but they pass through here, they hunt too much game, they leave a mess and they carry on. That's unfortunate. Um, I... Auntie Longshank, uh, for Shivershanks, I think might be the one they need to worry about more than me, though. I'm sorry, what was that name? Did you say uh, Auntie, Auntie Shivershanks? Oh, what a delightful name. Maggie pulls out her book and she starts <laughs> making notes. <laughs> um, uh, Auntie Shiver, Shivershanks, you said? Yes. Um, would this auntie be like a little old woman about... Uh, and then she holds up a hand, yeah. like, yay, yay-ish high, and um, like that is hair. That is how she likes to present herself. Okay, well, thank you for that. If it, she's okay if you don't leave a mess. She is the fury. Got it. Um, I, I would not anger her. And part of why I haven't bothered the soldiers is I'd rather not take lives if I don't have to, but I think Auntie Shivershanks will handle it if it gets any worse. Okay. That's not what she really looks like, by the way, just, just fair warning. That's, that's sort of that's her public face. Uh, she'll turn to Gavain, saying, I thought you had a type, but you know, she may not be yours. Hey, don't judge me. I'm a very open person. Oh, uh, we know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love, 
I love the individual, not, you know, the form they take. Don't I think so that's romantic. Just out of curiosity, how is Gawain dressed right now in front of strangers? <laughs> uh, he's wearing pants. Okay. And, and the arm wraps, but no shirt. Wearing pants. He's wearing pants. We always have to verify. Is Gawain <laughs> pants check? Roll for pants. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they're buttoned. Laced. Yeah. He always keeps um. the top button undone, though, right? Just for the treasure trail, just <laughs> to show it off yep. a little bit. Um, so just to really trail. sink that home. The treasure trail. <laughs> Does he have like one tube sock that he puts on? Just the one for when he's doing his uh, monk exercises? <laughs> Swings um, it. No. Just all free. Mm, not even like a pouch. No. It's just it's just there. Oh, we need art. Or no, we really no, don't. no. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, there's going to be like a rule 34. Colin's like, no, don't send it to me. No, thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I want God. Send it to Colin. Add Colin's, Colin's Twitter account with Gawain wearing nothing but a tube sock. <laughs> like, hands on his hips, like, chest puffed out. Mm-hmm. Give me shadow band. Shadow band, like this guy right here. This guy. <laughs> this guy's into some weird stuff. All of the stuff on Colin's page is blurry. And do you want to see this image? You have to click yeah, the button to like allow it. <laughs> um, That's what Tumblr's for. <laughs> the good old days. And um, we're back. And we're back. Back <laughs> into the moment. Um, so, uh. I mean, you're you're here with her. Yeah, she's available for any questions. She's happy to answer any questions that you have. If anyone had any follow ups, I mean, if if there's anything that uh, from your vision there, if you wanted, if if you wanted to ask her anything about that, if any of you have any, if you wanted, but she has drawn a map. You would be able to find your way there. So the map that she drew, does Mm -hmm. the ley lines that she drew as. as uh, crude as they are, do they mm. look semi-familiar like from the uh, dream? Roll a, roll a wisdom check for me. Okay. Actually, wisdom or intelligence, your choice. Well, we'll say intelligence because I get an extra plus on that one. Right. <laughs> Seven. It's it's a map in the mud. It's kind of hard to tell <laughs> what, what's mm. going on there. Uh, she will ask then, uh, hey, um, are there, uh, are there anything, is there anything else out here in terms of, uh, like, weird goings-ons, like, aside from the undead, like, is there something, is there anything else happening out here, like, northbound or even towards the east or? No, there's everything is happening out here it's you're at the end of the world or the edge of the world rather so it's it's a it's a place that has traditionally been the veil is a little thin um which is part of why we watch ourselves um uh, me and mine uh 
part of it is one is that it's one of the few places that mortal kind hasn't completely destroyed already but part of it is that we're watching out for mortal kind and things that wander through the dead are simple compared to some of the things out there the dead are just dead and they can be put back into the earth where they belong it's there's little tears in in the world to other places out there um and so diadem and god mirror and everything here it's a place in need of watchers it's a place in need of people that are willing to stand on the wall and wait for where comes next are there any other watchers out here aside from you guys um here and there every every creature out there in the tundra has some sort of protector the the snow elves have their have their warriors and the barbarian tribes have shaman um somewhere out there there's a dragon that watches i haven't met him yet um there's also other dragons as well so watch the skies sometimes but um It's an unhappy thing to know that the veil is thin here because everyone else can sleep soundly. And those of us that know, sleep lighter. Um, but you'll be doing a good thing if you can put this. The, the, the brothers were not meant to come back. They were meant to rest. So if you'll be doing a small and good thing if you can do something about that. If I we think get that, to um, the other brothers, how could we keep the tomb closed? I don't, that's a, they're held in, they were held in place by arcane magic and my magic comes from somewhere else. Ah. Um, so it's something that I don't understand the spellcraft that went into it that would keep them there. Personally, I'm now thoroughly disappointed in arcane magic if the lock melted. <laughs> and she kind of laughs a little bit like, if that was the best those arcane wizards and sorcerers could do, then maybe they could have done better. But I wasn't there. I don't know. what. Maybe, maybe it wasn't the arcane lock that's the problem. Mm. I, I'm hoping that my teacher comes back soon. Well... Um, let's uh answers right well let's i think yes let him know we all wait for his return what was your teaser's name in case we run into him um uh, frost thistle cross thistle frost frost thistle got it he's about this big and she holds out a hand at like below her waist uh he's a gnome and is, is Thistle is his last name, or is is it like backwards, like it's like Frost Thistle? It's one word. Oh, hyphenated or no? Frost just straight. Thistle, one word. Frost Thistle, got it. Um, Inzi, also maybe 
we are we're very tired because we've been fighting our way through the woods we just need to finish up taking uh a little bit of a rest would you and boris mind just like watching the campsite while we sleep um you see her kind of look around in the woods and she looks vaguely in the general direction of where you saw the little old lady before um and she says you can sleep soundly here tonight. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you very much. You'll be safe. Good, good, good. Um, and uh, does anyone have any further questions for her? Or do you want to try to get your long rest in here? Make sure longer. Um, the rest. As yeah, she I'll leaves, get the rest she, as she leaves, she puts um, a hand on Andrew Lee's chin and says, uh, it's good to see you, little sister. And Andrew Lee just kind of blushes a little bit and gets ready to go back to sleep. And um, and then she wanders off. And Boris definitely steals one more snack from someone's pack on the way out. Um, just blatant. It's it's the dog stealing something off the table. Just grabs a grab and run. Hey, it ain't stealing if you give it freely. <laughs> and the two of them wander off. Uh, he's, he, he starts limping, and then you see him hop back up. And it's Boone has seen this. The rest of you might have missed it before. But you do see him walking on his back legs, and it's disconcerting. It, it, like, it's circus bear territory. And then you hear her kind of chiding him, like, did you have to? You need to ask before you rummage. You're going to get yourself in trouble one of these days. And the two of them, and, um, they meander off. You're able to get a long rest. Um, nobody needs to keep watch. That she's assured you that you'll be able to rest the rest of the night. When you wake up, you do find a handwoven bundle of new supplies. Um, different sort of tundra fruits um, and uh, and game that you that you'd be able to to replace what was stolen. Um, and it's, it's wrapped up in sort of these big this these big sort of winter leaves um so you don't don't go hungry but uh the day is yours you get your long rest in where would you like to go next we're heading north yeah straight north yeah straight shot uh, we need to um we need to figure out what's going on i think yeah. That was so sweet of her to bring us food, though. They were lovely. I hope, I hope we run into them again. Maybe no, on the way back. Lovely. Uh, I, I wish I could make a protein steak shake out of it. A, a what? Oh, have you not had it? A, no, what do you call good. it? Yeah, it's like you take the food and you smash it together. But you oh. need to add a bit of like mm, something a little bit harder, a little stiffer in it to give you like oh strong muscles after you go to the gym. I don't think I understand. That's okay. I'll make you one when we get back to the city. Okay. Protein steak. It was, it was a great <laughs> yeah. misnomer right there off the bat. I'm pretty sure they are all protein steaks. <laughs> um, Fantasy keto smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> It's hand uh, beaten too. Uh, yeah, hand I'm, just, <laughs> I'm picturing Gawain spending two hours smashing acorns <laughs> into a paste, and then just adding like goat's milk to try to get it into smoothie territory. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! 
Um, right, Not so every day in fantasy land is high adventure. <laughs> oh, he got his four arm muscles. It's just about meal prep. <laughs> the, the, the entire session is meal prep. It's the dreaded <laughs> shopping episode, but instead it's just how 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 Gawain makes his breakfast. I, I mean, Teaching all eggs. Oh, God. Three eggs. Yeah. Some alfalfa root. Um, all right. So as you head out for the morning, do you do any prep or do you just head right off into the any any anything that you you do before you leave you break camp? I think we have all new supplies, so we dish them out to each other, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then um we go and road. hike it. All right. As um I'm gonna have I mean you have a guide who is going to help but i would just love perception or survival checks from the four of you for what you notice she'll take you on the straight path where you need to go but this is for details in the world oh yes Ooh. i got a natural 24 oh my goodness yeah. nice uh, i got a dirty 20 mm. i got a 17 for survival um I got a natural one for a Gawain. four. Gawain doesn't, I mean, you're just, you're having a whole, there's a thing, you're daydreaming. You're thinking about oh. your next workout. Oh, I wish I could have talked to Ensley about what these berries are, because I've never had them before. Oh, well, they're very good. Um, so for the rest of you, um, you do notice that you're getting far enough now that it now now it feels like the tundra, like there is visible mud and dirt where there should be complete snow, but there's patches of snow and ice, probably like some stuff that never melted from last year. Um, there's mountainous uh, uh, cliffs off in all directions. Um, the closest ones are to the west. Um, you feel like you could get to them in a day. That. The others you can kind of see off in the distance. And because it's so wide open, you can kind of make out um, uh, a lot of the details of what you can see on the horizon here. Um, uh, the, those rolls. It takes you the better part of the day to get there. Um, but you're able to get there without much of an incident because you can see everything at one point. You see like a pack of like winter, not winter wolves, like monster manual, like like white tundra wolves that look at you, kind of check you out, decide you're not worth it and run away. Um, you find uh, at one point with those those rolls, you, this, it, you're on a nature hike. You find um, really tiny reptilian footprints that sort of just kind of scurry off in one direction. Um, they look like they're a couple of days old. The natural, the, the, was it a dirty 20 and a 24? Was that what we had for the two highest? The dirty 20 does see very far off in the distance what you think is a, um, like, a, like, a like a a really big bird. You stare at it for a little while and stare at it for a little while, and you go, that bird has a really long tail. That's not a bird. And you happen to catch sort of riding the wind miles and miles away because it looks like a seagull 
until you realize those are reptilian wings. And you see a, a very pale dragon just playfully riding gusts of wind. So far away, it almost looks like a painting. And with a 24, the entire walk. The air is, is cold. It's, under, it's not, a nice, not a nice weather up here, but you feel almost like a draft of warmth coming from the west, from those mountains. Every once in a while, just an out-of-place warm wind that passes by and touches the skin of your face several times over the course of the trip. The west is the same direction as the dragon? Uh, no, the dragon was off, so no. okay. northeast. Yeah, like you see far, sure. far off up on the tundra. Okay. Um, but otherwise, it, you travel without incident until you see... At first, it just looks like a chunk of stone standing up out of the ground. Um, and as you get closer and closer, it's got kind of a triangular kind of shape to it. And you get closer and closer, and um, it's bigger than you thought it was at first. And um, it's reminiscent of the door to a missile silo. It's sort of an open door just sort of standing there almost maybe less like that and more like a bulkhead on a house um it's sort of jutting up it's just it's it's a it's a blemish on the flat surface of the tundra and you can see that it's not just a stone it's work stone and it is an open cavern and there is a flattened piece of stone on the ground in front of it a door that's fallen off the hinges. And sporadically with a 24, you see stray hoof prints heading for it. And right Anything there around it, us? Um, you don't see shit yeah. <laughs> with that one, you know. <laughs> that's um, But the the rest of you, it's, it feels lonely out here. Um, not only do you not see anything, it feels like there should be something. Like, give me some squirrels or something. Like, there's got to be something to look at. But this, at least within earshot and eyeshot of where you are, it feels empty. But there's a door right in front of you. The door that's in front of us, is there any carvings or anything on it? Um, the door is face down, but you think two of you could flip it if you wanted to look at the front. Uh, does anyone want to look at this thing with me? Or yeah. do you want to... I'll be hoist it. Okay. Are we just doing this? a straight just roll for this strength check. you will eventually get it over on this just a joint strength check just to see how how it goes eight uh oh holy crap 
uh, it's going to be 22. So 22. Cal does like all the work. <laughs> Actually, so what she happens is you go to flip day. it and you're trying not to drop it because you don't want to make noise. And it's it's slick. And boom, you just kind of feel it slide right out. Like it kind of like scratches the palms of your hand as it starts to slide. If you're wearing mm. gloves, maybe you feel it scrape up the leather. Uh, and Cal's and you're able to catch it just before it tips over and you're able to lower it back down. Um, and uh, it's old common, you know, it's, it's, it's archaic, but you can kind of make out the words. Like it's, it's that w- the way that like, um, what is it? TH used to be F sometimes, you know, like it, it's, it's get, it's mm-hmm. get the, 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 some of the letters are used differently than than modern common um but you're able to kind of parse out what it says and it's on the name of it it's um kethos k-e-t-h-o-s the sunderer brother the first And you can see from that vantage point, I got to jot down my own make up names on the spot here. <laughs> um, you feel the cold, old air of that tomb drifting out like an open basement door. It's very quiet and there are stairs. It's big enough for a horse, but you get the impression maybe the horse wasn't alive when it went in the first time. But you have found the tomb that you seek and I think that might be a good place for us to pick up with a dungeon crawl in our next episode. Nice. That sounds good to me. All right. Yeah, uh, so, so that was <laughs> after two fights in a row, we had a we had roll for bear handling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. I have been your DM, Matthew Fillion. This has been uh, the God Mirror Conspiracy, the second campaign of the Raven Folly Institute. Um, our wonderful cast in reverse order from last time, John. Where can we find you? Ah, um, you can find me on Twitter at the John Owen. That's T H E E John Owen. Colin. You can find me at colincarlton.com. You can find me on social networking things at Colin Carlton VO. You can find our other show where we just roll up D characters for no real reason whatsoever at charactersinclass.com or at CN Class Podcast on social media. Miranda. You can find me on pretty much everything uh, as Obscure Abrasion and Mon Tinder as Bobby Miranda. <laughs> someday, someday audience we will explain to you what bobby mirando is but it's even <laughs> funnier that that we don't explain it yet um danny where can we find you you can find me at danielle Antis art on instagram and etsy 
Um, you can find all of the stuff about our show at the at not the Raven Folly Institute at ravenfollyinstitute.com. We are Raven Folly on Twitter. We are Raven Folly Institute on Instagram. One <laughs> or the other will find us somewhere. I am at Matthew Fillion or Matt Fillion on MatthewFillion.com, Matt Fillion on Twitter. Come talk to me about DD and tell me all the things that I made them roll that was wrong. Um, and uh, we will we will join you next week for the first real dungeon crawl of the campaign as we head on into the tomb of the brother the first. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs>